0: Seattle's Morning News. This is Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien, and here is CBS financial analyst Jill Schlesinger. First things first, this is the time to sign up for your health care plan,
1: right? Yeah, I, I hear the groans, by the way. Sorry to do this on a Monday, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, you know, if you're one of the 150 or 60 million or so folks who have employer-based health care coverage, you've probably already gotten a notice from your boss about the plan period is opening up its open enrollment. And here's what you really need to understand. You know you've got three variables when it comes to health care costs. There's the premium, right? And your boss is paying for more of that than you are. I know it's hard to believe, but yes, the boss is shouldering most of the burden of that. So that's the cost for your health care plan. Then there's a deductible. That's the amount of money you have to pay out of your pocket before your health benefits kick in. And then there is something called a copay, like you go to the doctor and it's an extra 10 or $15 and that's what's there. So those three variables are the pieces of the cost of different health care plans. But each plan comes with different rules. So, for example, if I choose my health maintenance organization, it might be a lot cheaper, but it's not going to cover any out-of-network care except in an emergency, and it will limit my coverage to care from someone who's working uh, working for or contracted with the HMO itself. Well, that may be fine for a lot of people, but others might say, well, my doctor's not in this. So that's a bummer, and I'd have to pay for that out of my pocket. So maybe you've got to find the the where your providers are covered, and maybe you have you have to actually. Take a look at how much money I spend on medication. You know, am I on high blood pressure medication myself? That's an ongoing expense. Is it covered by the plan? Does my kid need an inhaler for asthma? Is that in the plan? And then you put all this information together, and what usually happens is you say, I can't do that. It's too hard. I'll just do what I did last year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, it is. it gets
1: gets frustrating because how do you predict the future, right? Well, yes, but you do know what you have today. Right, mm-hmm. so you do know who your doctors are maybe maybe you don't or maybe you don't care you know there are a lot of people who are like you know what doctors I don't have like a big relationship I'm young I'm healthy it's 20 I'm 24 years old I don't care about this I want to point out one kind of health care plan that's gained a lot of popularity it's quite interesting it's called a high deductible health plan mm-hmm. and why is this so interesting because um, I gave you the three components right and I high deductible sounds like a bad thing right it, oh my gosh I'm paying a lot more before my insurance kicks in Yes, but in return, I have a lower premium cost. And the government allows me to save money on a tax-preferred basis to cover that higher out-of-pocket cost. Uh-huh. So you get a health savings account, which is kind of cool. It's kind of like um, a beautiful tax savings account that can be applied to healthcare expenses. And why is it so beautiful? Because you get to put a pre-tax dollar in, so kind of like a four hundred and traditional 401k or IRA. You get to put a pre-tax dollar in. The money grows without any current taxation like most retirement plans. When when you take the money out for your health care expenses, it's not taxed. So wow. that's pretty amazing. That's so a that's deal. a triple tax advantaged account. And the other piece of this that's incredibly powerful is that it's not like a flexible spending account. You don't use it or lose it. You don't have a certain amount you've got to use in a year. It's yours. So you can use it today at your current plan. You could use it when you go to another plan. You can use it when you retire. Maybe you've got out-of-pocket costs for your expenses when you're 68 years old. It travels with you, not with the plan.
0: And if, if you end up being healthier than you thought and you got got this, this chunk of money, uh, and you decide, well, I, I can't
1: spend it on health care. Can you still spend it? You can still spend it, but you'll lose some of your benefit. And I promise you that over the course of your life, if you're saving, you know, seventy five hundred bucks a year for yourself in a health savings account, uh, it will be spent because, you know, the average retiree spends something like three hundred thousand dollars in health care costs that are not reimbursed yes. in retirement
0: uh one more thing the ACA Obamacare that's still out there right so who is that for primarily
1: So, if you think about it, there's so many people who've left the labor force, and those people don't may not necessarily have access to health care because they're either self-employed or maybe they don't have or maybe they have have not yet claimed Social Security, and they're not 65. They don't get Medicare. So, for those people, the Affordable Care Act's open enrollment will begin tomorrow, November 1st. It runs through January 15th, and there are four different plan types, and each has a different method for cost sharing, like I just talked about premium deductible copays, and the costs vary depending on the plan you choose, but also your state of residence, so you should check that out. And last bit, guess what else is going on? Medicare open enrollment. If you're over 65, this is a period you can join, switch, or drop a plan. Remember, same deal with Medicare as your employer coverage plans these change from year to year so it really does behoove you to update your coverage and you go to medicare.gov you compare plans Um, if you're like my mother who's in her 80s you call your daughter up me and say (laughs) can you do this for me and which i did and um, medicare has very good tools on their website to compare actually it's very, very interesting to me that the the tools that often are available through some of the government websites are very uh, robust and actually easier to use than what your current plan is using as, through work.
0: So much to think about. CBS Financial Analyst Jill Schlesinger. Jill, thank you. Take care. Seattle's Morning News. This is Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien and Chris Sullivan. There has been a spike in respiratory illnesses in children, as a lot of moms know all too well. Let's call in the doctor. Dr. Dr. Gordon Cohen, MD. Uh, This is called RSV, correct? Tell us about this.
2: RSV is just one of a number of respiratory viruses. But what's happening is that nationwide, we're seeing a significant increase in the number of respiratory illnesses in children. Emergency rooms are being filled up now with uh, sick children and pediatric hospitals are starting to run out of beds because there has been such a large increase in the number of respiratory viral infections. And it's not coronavirus, it's RSV or rhinovirus or enteroviruses. So these are the common uh, viruses that cause respiratory infections. And typically, we see this surge in the winter months, but the season has really occurred much sooner. In fact, arguably, it's been occurring year-round. Kids who are now coming in to be seen by their doctors or coming to emergency rooms or clinics or whatever about 25 percent of those who are being tested are testing positive for RSV specifically. And this is really pretty unusual for this time of year. This is usually what we'd see later in the winter.
0: And this is something then, since there's no vaccine for this, I I guess you you can't expect the uh, COVID vaccine to have any effect on preventing RSV.
2: No, they're completely un- unrelated, and adults can get it as well. And so, what will happen is, is we start to see. Usually, it's kids that get it first, and as we start to see an increase in kids getting it, we'll also then begin to see uh, a similar pattern in adults. The reason that you know we usually see it in kids earlier is just because they have smaller airways than we do, and so uh, they can get a much higher concentration in their in their windpipes, and um, and they're not able to clear it out as effectively as we can as an adult but ultimately if you're exposed if you have a sick kid and they're around the house and you're getting exposed all the time you are at high risk of getting it yourself and you know many adults do get it and many adults end up in the hospital as well so again it's it, right now we're seeing it in the pediatric population but i think the next thing we're going to start hearing about is high levels of it in adult patients as well
0: and is there some reason that it should be worse this year than before
2: well you know we've talked about this numerous times on, on your show and I think that when we weren't social distancing, when we weren't wearing masks, and we were exposed to each other all the time, I think that people get a constant low level of exposure to these viruses that result in subclinical infections, and you develop some immunity. Mm-hmm. But what I think has happened is that although we've protected ourselves from getting COVID, we've also protected ourselves from getting these other viral illnesses as well. And so we haven't gotten this low level exposure. And then we take the masks off. And so... Suddenly, we're getting exposed for the first time in in years, in a few years, and now people are getting sick again. I I suspect that this will undergo a similar sort of pattern where, you know, as we're exposed to it and we develop immunity to it, uh, we will get, you know, less and less sick from it over the next few years and hopefully rebuild up our immunity to it. But I think that that is likely the cause of what. Um, has resulted in this uptick.
0: So I, I think there are probably people now who, between COVID and the wildfires, are just taking to wearing masks all the time. Could that be a mistake if it prevents you from getting this natural inoculation, low-level you know exposure?
2: That's an excellent question. Actually, I, I, I don't know that I like the word mistake, but I think it is a it is something to take into consideration. I think that the the whole masking thing has been very confusing, period. You know, as a surgeon, I've always worn a mask, but I'm wearing a mask to protect the patient from me, not me from the patient. The patient doesn't wear a mask while they're having surgery. But now we're wearing masks, and I guess we're wearing them to protect each other from us. So, but what are we ultimately protecting against? I I think, you know, these viruses, for the most part, usually aren't, uh, aren't, Fatal in most people, but they can be fatal. Uh, And I think that with the masks off, we do get exposed to things and build up immunity. And I also think that, you know, for example, I think COVID has, as it has mutated uh, and new strains have emerged, it's become less lethal, but more infectious. And I think that's the natural. Uh, evolution of a virus because if it's killing off its host, then it can't survive. So, you know, a virus wants to be able to thrive uh, within its host. So, it's going to evolve to become more infectious and less lethal. And I think that with these other viruses, the same thing can happen, but they're always present. And they're always mutating. And they're usually not the result of a fatal illness in most people, but they can be in, in vulnerable people. So, We've always had a problem with uh, RSV and adenovirus, rhinovirus, and enteroviruses, but they, it used to be very seasonal. It used to be just in the winter months, but now we're seeing it year-round, and I think it, the biggest problem is, is just it's causing a big strain on medical resources.
0: Dr. Gordon Cohen, MD. Dr. Cohen, thank you. Thanks, Dave.
3: Ooh, scary. Your Daily Dose of Kindness now, brought to you by Baird. More than a dozen people in a California neighborhood teamed up to give a home makeover to a blind woman who never knew her home was falling apart. CBS's Marley Ginter has the story.
1: From the front yard to the back, this community's got it covered. I've just been stunned. I, I... It's like all of a sudden, I've got a whole family here. Blind from the time she was a baby, Faye Ambas didn't realize how rundown her home of 30-plus years had become. That's when her neighbor, Paul Bridge, rounded up the community to fix it up for free. And so we all kind of did the old, uh, what do you call this? We all break yep. hands right, yeah. together. Yep. And go, Faye! Oh and, uh, gosh. and the
4: deal was sealed. It renews my hope because these last two years, there was a lot of separation, a lot of divisiveness, uh, not only in our country, but in our neighborhood, we just didn't know each other.
1: They know each other now, weeks working side by side and everyone here is volunteering.
0: I feel blessed to live in a community where we can put all of our differences aside and
3: help our fellow help fellow neighbor.
1: I am the one who's blessed by what they're doing, but they, they are the story. Dang it. Sorry. I didn't cry. It's okay. You can tell the workout here is immense from all of the painting, the sanding, replacing the paneling, all of the siding. But that's not all. They will be adding a personal touch. Faye asked if her doors could be painted pink. I'm thrilled about those pink doors. <laughs> I really like pink. I can't see it, but I like the feel of it. Colors have feel. Jay doesn't need to see all the work. There's no doubt she can feel it. This is beyond anything I would ever, ever have imagined. Ever. I am so thankful. Marley Ginter, CBS News, Sacramento.
0: 7.48 and now from the G and Ursula Show, which starts at 9 here on Cairo News Radio. Here he is, G. Scott. You predicted a Seahawks win, a decisive Seahawks win. And while your numbers weren't precisely accurate, the, um, the results were. It was a decisive Seahawks win.
4: Man, Dave, this morning, just now, when I was getting ready to come on the air, I said, man, I think I told Dave 31 points and Dave said, oh, you always like 31 points. And I'm like, man, he only scored 27 and it's watch okay. Dave, Dave's going to bring it up. And you did, uh, a, um, three in a row. Yeah. Three in a row. That's very good. And um, uh, as far as Geno Smith, um, people wrote him off. And what did Geno Smith not do yet? Not right back. He still hasn't written back. <laughs> he, got it. he is rocking. The Seahawks look good. They absolutely look like 2012 all over again. At least with the excitement, with the uh, the expectations were, were were kind of low in the beginning, and now they're starting to rise. Fans are starting to get on board. Starting to learn new. Names and speaking of 2012, Mr. Bruce Irvin. Oh, that's right, he's still playing because that definitely looks like 2012 again.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I loved seeing too the video of Gino comforting Tyler Lockett after he missed one of those throws and then he came back and he did it again. Like just seeing Gino lift up his teammates and be, you know, that captain. That 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 was
0: a great because Tyler Lockett, as you know, is so good. uh, No, I but I I identify with him a little bit because I once got to talk to him and because. He's a normal-sized person. I mean, usually (laughs) when I stand next to football players, you know, they're huge. And you say, okay, I'll never be like that. But you look at Tyler Lockett, and you know, it makes me want to work out more at the gym, G, because it tells me that, you know, you don't have to be some kind of, you know, uh, a a huge human specimen to be an excellent athlete and a star. Hey, (laughs) I'm going to ask this question. I
4: don't want anybody to read into my question. And it's just really simple. Uh, Dave, do you think you and Tyler are normal-sized? People,
0: yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just asking. I try to think that way, but you know, reality tells me <laughs> most of the time when I'm in a crowd, <laughs> I'm
3: not. It's true, though, he is smaller compared to most football players. And I remember us seeing him when he first came on the team. We were at training camp doing that for the yeah. show, and he was so fast. He was so fast and so charismatic. Great guy. Anyways, I just liked to see that kind of uplifting team spirit uh, being brought by Geno Smith, especially since. Uh, did you see that? You know, Russell Wilson. He got a, a win, right? Am I? Am I right? Did I follow that he correct did. He this did. weekend? He yes. And then in an interview, he talked about. Yeah, I got the high knees on that third down, sort of trying to make a joke about the whole high knee airplane thing. And he's like, the high knees helped me with that third down and then followed it by saying, while the guys are playing Uno on the flight, maybe we'll all have to. He threw his teammates under the bus again. Wait. First, he out. said they oh. were sleeping, and now apparently they were playing Uno. Like, what is wrong with him?
4: Okay. Wait, well, I'm I'm going to take you at your word because this is the first time I'll send I'm it hearing to you. of it. It's yes, on Pro, so Pro Football Talk. Oh, wait. <laughs>
3: yeah, it was an interview with... Oh, let's see. Where was it? He can't the help Denver himself. The Denver Post. He said it to the Denver Post.
4: Oh, man. So. No... no I always like to talk because in layman's terms and like bring it back to reality. Uh, do you guys have anybody in your life and your family that just just can't read the room? Is there any, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is there is there anybody in
3: their own <laughs> world? Yeah.
4: You know, it's like, hey, so, uh, hey, what you got any plans yeah. for the weekend? And like, oh yeah, basically, you've been trying to tell him to leave
3: for like four hours, and he still can't. Read <laughs> I'm glad he got a win, though. I was getting worried about him. You know, yeah, he needs at least one.
4: <laughs> yeah, so to get ready to travel down to Arizona, it's, this is just exciting. I mean, exciting because um, uh, we're getting an opportunity to. Uh, learn new players i told you that kenneth walker the third they call yes. him k9 is k-9. going to be yes he's going to be a household name he is really good i'm telling you he's a really good player but but there's a lot of young guys on this team and it's so exciting to watch right like you can you can just tell uh pete carroll he's getting a uh, penalty on the sideline yeah. as he runs what was that the about rep-
0: by the way so you can't the coach can't step nah. over the line. Is it that... no no no? You can't run into you
4: can't uh, come into contact with the referee. So right. this is why they always. So you ever notice when you guys are watching the game, there's always somebody that's standing right next to Pete. And then sometimes yeah. you've probably seen that player like pull Pete back a little bit. Well, that's their job to make sure Pete is good. Like hey, really, dad, get back. That's your job. So they got get him back. on a leash. Get back. Get back. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as in, in, in Pete. Starts running down the field. He was so excited, and as you guys can see. This dude, this dude's been excited about this team. Yeah. Well, he ran into the referee, and then when he runs into the referee, the referee throws a flag, and then he wants to let everybody know what the flag was about. And he said, "You know, flag on the team, the Seattle." Mariners. Did you guys hear oh, that? Oh yeah. The ref said the <laughs> Seattle Mariners. Come on, player. How? <laughs> How did you do that?
0: Oh. But hey, good good at them good at the, the, Mariners they made imp- the Mariners made a really deep impression. Absolutely, gotta yeah, got yeah. gotta love it. Gotta love it. I didn't know that. So they got they got they have to have a guy actually physically restrain yeah. Pete. Huh?
4: I mean, uh, I wouldn't say they that. Do that's all his the teams job. have that? Or? Yeah, oh, they do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you have other jobs as well too, like the headsets and and all okay. those things. you you're, you're there game time because in the heat of the moment, game time, you know, yeah. things get a little out of hand. I
0: know. guess so. Yeah. Uh, G and Scott, uh, G and Ursula on, oh, Wow uh, the, the G, Scott, and Ursula 18 show <laughs> at 9 o'clock on Cairo News Radio. Thank you, G. You guys. Thanks for listening to Seattle's Morning News, the podcast. I'm Dave Ross.
3: And I'm Colleen O'Brien. You can find our podcast weekday mornings right at 930.
0: And if you subscribe, you'll never miss the Daily Dose of Kindness.